Yo, what's up, everybody? This is uh, Demo Listen, episode four. We are a podcast with a simple premise. We listen to uh, new punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent bands, uh, releases, generally things that people send us. Eventually, we might run out of submissions, in which case we'll seek stuff out. But until then, um, whatever people send us, we listen to and we give our honest reactions on. Um, That's about all there is to it. We're not critics. It's not a review show. We like punk and hardcore, uh, so we listen to it and we talk about it, the main goal being to get it out to people and uh, to give people one less excuse to not listen to new shit because there's a lot of it and a lot of it's really good. Um, But as you'll find listening to the show, uh, we tend to think some of it's really bad too. Um, But by and large, our opinion doesn't really matter. We just here to talk about punk and hardcore because we do it anyway, so we figured why not put a couple mics on it and record it and let other people listen to us do it. So the premise is pretty simple. Um, We got like 10 bands in the queue. Um, We're prioritizing bands that submit to us via email right now. Um, So basically we just roll a D10 and whatever the dice lands on, we pick one band out of the queue. We listen to a song or two by them and then we, uh, you know, we give our reaction on them. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. And uh, we're going to try and get around to, I've got like five new submissions via the email, and then we're going to try and get around to a, a few bands off of previous episodes that we didn't get around to yet. So first things first, I'm just going to list all the bands that we've got in the queue so that you can hear uh, everything that, we've, that we can potentially listen to today because we won't get around to all of it. Um, but first up, we've got uh, a band called Red Bait with their uh, seven inch cages which is on new age records um kind of a classic paragon in a very particular lane of metallic hardcore from the 90s and they've recently been putting out a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff um i haven't listened to this stuff but they've been on my radar um i'm pretty sure it's sort of political heavy hardcore very much in the vein of classic new age record stuff um vegan straight edge all that good shit um, then we have got Controlled Substance, which is a band I got, uh, submitted to via email. Um, they told me they are a new band in the vein of classic U.S. hardcore with a little bit of U.K. 82. So if that's, um, if that's done well, then that's right in Nate and I's lane. So I'm excited to hear that stuff. Then we've got Prissy, um, which is, uh, the solo project of a person named Jesse Major. The tags are MySpace, Sassy, Screamo, and White Belt, which are all things that I think both of us are not into. Um, So there's a good chance of us um, not loving that if we get around to it. Then we've got Rubber Rim. Um, This is tagged Punk, Hardcore, Noise Rock, Shoegaze. Um, That was another email submission. And then we've also got Brain Cave, which I think shares members with Rubber Rim um, and was described as like noise rock, post-hardcore. Um, then we've got Peace of Mind, which we didn't get around to on the last episode, which I'm pretty sure is like just kind of heavy metallic hardcore um, from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We've got Gum with Farther Apart, which has been in the queue for a few episodes, so I'm hoping we finally get around to it. Um, Drew, one of the guys in the band, asked me if there was anything he needed to do to keep it in the queue, and I said, nah, we'll just keep it in the queue because I would really like to listen to it on the show, and, you know, y'all were one of the first ones to uh, submit to the show, so hopefully we get around to that on either this or the next episode. But if we don't get around to this this episode, Drew, it's gone. Oh, okay. Well, Nate just made uh, an executive decision there, Um, although depending on how many, depending on how many bands we have in the queue previous to that... It might still make it to the next episode because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I don't know if we have ten more bands to add in the queue. There's no rule that says we can't use nine. 
Okay, well, we'll see about next episode. Um, then we've got Promo 19 by Death Trap, um, another Oklahoma hardcore band. Um, so it looks like this is a promo for an upcoming LP. Uh, just came out in July, so that's a pretty new release. And we have got Time Spiral uh, from Milwaukee. Um, Nate, you know Rob from this band. He played in Falter when we were on uh, on tour with them years ago. Sure. Rob Luna. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, we have got Q-Ball with uh, Promo 2019. I think they were in the Q last episode or the episode before that too, and we didn't get around to them. Um, they're from Akron. Um, just, I think, straight up kind of heavy hardcore from what I've been told. So let's get straight into it. No further delays necessary. Let's roll a D10 and see what we get. Eight. Eight. Okay. So first up, we have got Death Trap. Um, only two releases on this, or uh, two songs on this release, rather. And one of them is actually two songs. It's Vane slash Death Trap. So in that case, let's, ju- let's just listen to No Purpose, which is the first track on here. This is the Death Trap from Oklahoma? Yep, deathtrapok.bandcamp.com. Got it. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to the first song off of this release, No Purpose, and then we will check back in with you in just a second.
That was the track No Purpose by Death Trap. Nate, what'd you think? Uh, it's that bouncy, jump-the-fuck-up New York stuff that never really does too much for me. They sound like they're about like one or two releases away from doing a, you know, doing a comp, uh, like, like collaborating with Onyx or something like that. <laughs> Well, that's not always such a bad thing. Biohazard did it. Yeah, but I like those Biohazard songs better than the other. Than the ones that they did two releases later. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you guys do hook up with Onyx, I think that'd be pretty dope. <laughs> but I think most of the guys in Onyx are dead, so. I'm not sure that that's, I think that's a, sp- a spurious claim. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the breakdown was cool. I like the breakdown. Yeah. The rest of it just didn't really i mean whatever it's that's background music yeah sure. you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's background music yeah but the break can catch my attention um the lyrics are about your standard like you know no hope why should i go on mm-hmm. there's so many songs like that yeah i think that uh you know find a reason guys find a reason to give yourselves hope in the future <laughs> have kids right have kids i from from what i understand that just makes your life a ray of sunshine watching the little buggers grow up it gives you a lot of hope. And if not, I mean, at the very least, when you have kids, you can't have that attitude anymore because it's illegal. Like, you'll get in trouble. Right? I like the claim that it's illegal to It write. is. Like, that attitude itself isn't illegal, but the consequences uh-huh. of that attitude mixed with parenthood uh-huh. lead to illegality. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's right? fair. Uh-huh. Right? So, you like... If you're looking for a way out of that trap of no hope of hopelessness, mm-hmm. uh, find yourself a nice, a nice, a nice girl or, or a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Get yourself some kids. Yeah, and uh, really dig into that parenthood thing. Uh huh. Yeah, I guess that's a possibility. Um, I feel basically the same that uh, the same way that you do about this one, Nate. Um, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't offensive to my sensibilities, but yeah, it didn't do a whole lot for me. The bouncy break in the middle was good. Um, I think the the vocals are the weak part of this release for me. I mean, not to say that the music is particularly standout, but the vocals are sitting. For one, the mix is bad. Yeah, on the vocals. yeah, they could have been brought up a little. Yeah, they were, or or I think they could have been made a little bit wetter. Like they kind of like sit on top of the mix mm-hmm. awkwardly, uh, so they don't feel like they're a part of the mix. And then beyond that, like. The vocals, the the delivery was such that it it seemed like a guy who probably couldn't beat my ass trying to sing like a dude who could beat my ass. I don't know. There's a picture of these guys. Uh, I know what you look like, and I know what they look like now. What do you think? It, uh, you guys did scrap for a minute. I think. <laughs> I think. I think uh, it's, it's hard to say who's coming out on top here because I'm not sure which one is the vocalist. Uh-huh. If it's a guy with the beard. Uh huh. Probably beat my ass. He's kind of burly. No. See, here's the thing about beards. Uh-huh. Grab them, pull them, rip them. Oh, true. Right? Yeah. What the fuck, right? Yeah, that's true. Right? Same thing with long hair. Grab the hair, don't let go, yeah. and punch and punch and punch. I actually looked at that picture, too, and I, I wanted to call my attention to something. This is nothing that has to do with the music, but if you're... So if you're getting your picture taken on purpose, especially for a release or something... Um, you're making a decision about what it, you know, whether what you wear or what you're doing in the picture. Even if you don't really care, there's some part of you that's making a decision about the face you're making, whatever. And the dude in the front left sitting down, mm-hmm. I didn't notice at first, but he's holding a cig. He is. Which leads me to believe he wants everybody to know that he smokes. And let me just tell you, Buster, smoking's not cool at all. It sucks. It stinks. It's expensive. It kills you. It's lame. It's not cool to put in a promo shot. It put is, that cig out. It is a certified slow suicide, yeah. but it's still cooler than vaping. 
Yeah, it's still cooler than vaping for sure. Like, but the, the, there's like a weird juxtaposition there because like smoking is cooler than vaping, but I would rather be around a vape than a cigarette because cigarettes are like make me actually sick. If if Jane, I hate I hate the smell of the fucking fake chem. Like I don't like cigarette smoke. I right? hate cigarettes, but I hate the fucking dumbass smells that come out of vaping. But right. do you hate those more on principle, I think, which I get. And they just smell fake. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And put it to you this way. Mm-hmm. James Dean, no one gives a shit if he dies, if he vaped. <laughs> so you're saying if James Dean were a vapor, no one would have cared about no his one, death. No one gives a shit. He wouldn't have been famous. Uh-huh. They'd have thought he was a fucking lame weirdo, <laughs> right? Furtively sucking on the little black box in his hand. Leonardo DiCaprio vapes. Yeah. No one gives a shit about him. Uh, he could oh, fucking shit. drop dead tomorrow. No one would care. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> okay, well you 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 heard it here first. If you vape, no one cares if you die. Yeah. Um and the jokes on you, it's like the healthy alternative. You don't know what the fuck is in that shit. Yeah, the results are not in on I that. I mean, shit. at least with cigarettes, you got a good idea that everything in there is bad. Mm-hmm. But vaping, it's a catch as catch can. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is a very good point. Um but yeah, back to the mu- back to the music. Um, not bad, not great. I would say uh, work on the vocals. And I, I I don't mean to be disparaging when I delivered that line about be, you know them being delivered by somebody who probably couldn't beat my ass, but is trying to. I'm not I'm not trying to front like a hard dude because I'm very much not. What I'm saying is it didn't seem like those vocals were actually in the range of the person delivering them. Like, they were going for a more gruff delivery than probably would be their natural delivery. And I don't think it was working particularly well. Um, So either refine that approach or find something that works and fall into something more natural and work on the mix a little bit better, and I think it'll come off a little bit stronger because as 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 it stands, that was the first thing that hit me as being, like, the weakest link in the equation. And for God's sake, find something to live for for tomorrow because, boy, am I worried. <laughs> yeah, we're worried about you guys smoking, talking about the suffering you of life. You got nothing to live for. You, yeah. you can't even find peace in your own brain. Yeah. Get yourself some little rugrats. Yeah. Get a hobby. Start I, building models. Get a hobby of raising children. You see, now, this is a funny bit from you because you despise... <laughs> you. Well, you don't despise children by any stretch, but you... Uh, Despise the family, the I concept of the family unit. I issue familyhood. Yeah, I, yes. I feel you. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe try busting the nut. But see, I don't feel bad about having no hope for the future. I'm not complaining about it. Uh-huh. I revel in it. Right. Right. Like <laughs> uh-huh. I, I want to crawl inside my cold grave with a smile on my face, uh-huh. knowing that it was all pointless anyway. <laughs> I'm not complaining about it. Right. You're not writing songs about the suffering. Your suffering mind. No. Yeah. No. I hope that like. I'm, I'm my, my they, they bury me before I'm dead, <laughs> right? That I'm sounds on, horrific. I'm on my deathbed, uh-huh. right? What I, I don't even know what's going on. Mm. Load me up, trundle me <laughs> off the cemetery, roll me into the ground, and fill the fill the dirt up, <laughs> fill it up. Okay, cool. Well, I'll make a note of that because you're almost certainly going to die before me, so I'll make sure your wishes are known. Yeah. We now have it here. It's documented, so I can show it to your family. Take me up on a mountain, leave me on a fucking exposed rock, and uh, walk away. Uh, fucking sky burial? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Death Trap, we talked about you a little bit. Um, Keep it up. Yeah. Do you I like it? it. I mean, this isn't your first rodeo, right? You guys have been around since, what, 2013? So, you know, you guys are fucking veterans at this, right. ostensibly. So, you know, keep it up. I Like I said... 
the song did not offend. The breakdown was dope. Yeah. But uh, I just never really have gone for like that era of New York hardcore where they're about like, you know, two steps away from just embracing full on like rock rap. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's roll the roll the dice to see what uh, see what pops up next. All right. That is a ten. All right, cool. We have got promo twenty nineteen by Q Ball from Akron, Ohio. <clears throat> this is a three song release. Um, well, the second song is a minute and forty seconds long. The other two songs are both three minutes or over. So, you want to hit that one? Well, hold on, I'm looking for it. Okay, it's a uh, cue ball rchc.bandcamp.com. Heavy hitting hardcore punk music out of the rubber city. Right. We'll be the ones to decide if it's uh, heavy hitting, pal. Give me that. Give me that again. Cue ball yeah. rchc. Yep. Dot bandcamp.com. Uh, I like the collage style of the uh, of the the cover. I think that's that's cool. I didn't know that Akron was Rubber City. Me neither. Also, it's September first now, and this is promo twenty nineteen, and it came out on March first. So whatever you're promoing needs to you need to get that shit out because uh, we're only a few months off from the end of the year. So if you want to get this shit out by twenty nineteen, gotta haul ass, guys. So what song do you want to hear here? We got three. Let's do Hard Knock Days. That one's just under two minutes long. And, of course, we just generally don't have the patience for a three-minute song (laughs) if we don't need to have it. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to listen to Hard Knock Days by Cue Ball, and then we will holler back at you in a couple minutes. Okay. That was Hard Knock Days by Q-Ball out of Akron, Ohio. Nate? Uh, I guess musically, sonically, I was a bit more into this than the last band. Um, but, you know, it uh, as, as, as I get older, mm-hmm. I don't like gang vocals as much. Yeah. And when I hear them, I pretty much just kind of roll my eyes. Okay. You know what I mean? I think they need to be used strategically. Strategically. Um, I mean, they didn't overdo it in here, but like, 
the idea of unity mm-hmm. and like needing my friends around or needing any sort of affirmation in any way mm-hmm. that I, I don't I don't give a shit right and for some reason like that's probably not the intent of gang vocals but that's usually like the type of songs that you hear gang vocals in sure right we're a community of men mm-hmm. young men mm-hmm. singing about our commitment to one another listen to us harmonize <laughs> on the refrain and chorus of this song mm-hmm. right. I don't need a community of anybody, right? Right to like enjoy my music, and it it kind of smacks of uh, hokiness when I hear it now. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah, I I mean I don't feel that strongly about gang vocals. I just think purely as, as an aesthetic decision and choice. Um, unless they're employed very tastefully, they don't do a lot for me, and they can be a little bit repellent. You know, I yeah. feel you. And I I get what you're saying. They're very evocative of a of a particular type of hardcore or particular attitude i get it for sure yeah yeah i don't know i i just i i i'm much more i guess uh steadfast in my conviction to hardcore i do not need the affirmation of my brothers in arms right because yeah. i know that most of them are gonna fucking get married and have kids and drop out yeah well know, at your at your enough. recommendation at my recommendation <laughs> yeah. leave me alone don't <laughs> like the things that i like <laughs> right right yeah um yeah, I gotta say this did this really did nothing at all for me. Um, I don't know, man. It's again, no, you know, no offense. Uh, keep keep in mind, anytime that we throw shade on shit, it's it's not personal. Uh, again, you know, our our opinions don't actually mean anything. Form your own ideas, but uh, but yeah, this this didn't do anything for me. I think again, the mix was not great. Um, there's like. It's really weird. We kind of talked about Uncanny Valley shit uh, in a different episode, I think in episode one or two, um, where it's like, what's the difference between liking Beatdown and liking Metallic Hardcore, right? And like, they're both equally ignorant and heavy, but to somebody who's well-versed in that shit, the difference is clear. Whereas to any outside observer, it's like, this is exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a similar thing with production quality in Hardcore, whereas there was certain shit that had that we've listened to on here that had what most outside individuals would say is shitty production, that we were like, that production is perfect. That sounds ideal for what this is. But these last couple bands have had shitty production in a way that isn't it. That, that it isn't capturing the essence of what... Because I think you can utilize a lo-fi production. I think shitty production and lo-fi production are two different things. You can utilize lo-fi, low-fidelity production as an aesthetic choice, and it can work depending upon the style of music that you're making. Whereas if you have shitty production, it just doesn't sound good. It doesn't work. And, like... There's just something there's just something missing from this mix. Like it didn't it didn't come together. It didn't feel like it hit very hard. It was just kind of like thin. It was just it was just lacking something. Um so I didn't love the music to begin with, but I think the fact that the mix itself was just like low on the on output and attack probably didn't help, yeah. you know? Yeah, it didn't have it sounded too it sounded like a pretty t- pr- a pretty production that was trying to sound dirty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, everything was pretty clear, right, and separate, yeah, and there wasn't a lot of like snarl and mud in the middle. Yeah, it was just very sterile. And I, I honestly think that musically, uh-huh. I actually tolerated this better than you, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah, I feel like if if Cue Ball were the only band in a show that I went to that sounded like that, mm-hmm. I'd watch them. Mm-hmm. But if there was any other band that sounded like this on the show, yeah, I wouldn't watch any of them. I wouldn't even go to the show. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, sure. 
And, and again, like, I, I think a thing that can be said for a lot of hardcore and punk and, and things that exist in that realm is that there's a lot of this shit that I would enjoy more in a live setting than on recording. Now, the best punk and hardcore I will listen to all day at home, and it's still... I I think there's there's a weird sort of recurrent refrain that I hear from people that are like, oh, yeah, like, I love hardcore and punk, but, like, that's not really what I want to listen to when I'm home, at home. And then you don't like, like it. Then you don't really like it. You yeah, know like, what I mean? what the fuck? You like a different thing. You like the atmosphere of shows or whatever. You're that, false. Right. Yeah. You're a cosplayer. Yeah, exactly. Because, no, I, like, I do want to go home and listen to Right. That is the vast majority of what I listen to still at 30 years old. It's what I listen to in my head. Right. When I'm not even listening to music. Right. Um, but that said, there is, I think there is a fair amount of like mediocre or middle of the road punk and hardcore that I wouldn't necessarily put on at home that if I saw it live, I'd be like, okay, cool. This is fine. Cause there's an aspect of energy there, Mm -hmm. um, that makes it, makes me more amenable to it in a live setting, especially if kids are into it and I can watch kids going off to it and stuff. That's cool. Right. So like exactly, because that, that, that song there was the shortest song. Mm -hmm. I'm glad it was the shortest song. I don't want to hear three minutes of that. Right. Um, but if the energy was good at, a, at their set and at the show, mm. I'd be way more into it. But it would be horrific if it was just people standing around politely. Yeah. With polite claps after each song. And I've seen a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, cue ball, you know. I don't love it, but uh, I ain't mad at you. You know, do your thing. I'm sure that there, this style of hardcore does lend itself to uh, going off in a live setting. Um, I would, uh, as I've said about many bands on this show, I'd still book you at my house. So if you want to come through Indiana, holler at me. I'll put on a show for you. We'll see if it goes off live. I'll give you a live critique. How about that? You can uh, come up to Nate and I after your set, and we'll give you this. The, we'll give you this treatment right in person. Um, but... <laughs> You know, what what a treat what a treat come, to, come talk hey we, we deign to allow you to play in fort wayne indiana and then we will grace you with our honest constructive criticism or destructive criticism in person to your face what an incentive yeah when you put it that way it sounds like it's a really attractive idea I, I'm not. I'm surprised why more bands haven't hit me up about yeah, that. Yeah, what what an incentive! Hey guys, didn't really like your band. Your recording sounded like shit. Uh, your vocalist sounded like I could kick his ass. Get a hold of me. I'll put you on. I'll put you on the next show. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. Uh, hmm. Yeah, when you put it that way, I could see why maybe some people wouldn't want to hit me up about yeah. the show. But yeah. you know what? People have been hitting me up about shows, so I guess we're doing something right. Um, let's uh, let's roll the dice and see uh, see what pops up next. Oh, we already did eight. Yep. God damn eight it. again. What are the odds? Uh, the odds four. are uh, it's a one percent chance of that happening. Well, there you go. Okay, uh, four. Okay, so this is Rubber Rim with uh, the release of the same name. The Bandcamp is just rubberrim.bandcamp.com. Um, this was submitted to me by... Is it one word? Yeah. Uh, no, well, it's rubber and then rim. I got you. Yeah. Um, this was submitted to me by a fellow named Michael Bellis via the email. Um, loving the podcast so far. Just wanted to throw my new project into the ring. The band's called Rubber Rim. We're from Cleveland. It's kind of washed out, poppy punk shit, but influenced by Husker Du, Built to Spill, Arches of Loaf. Uh, so, I mean... 
Is this is this this looks like it's pretty new? That's all in my lane. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it released July seventeenth. Yeah, he said he would recommend the song LMC. Hmm. Does that mean he's embarrassed by Traffic Man? <laughs> I don't think that's what it implies. I think maybe he just thinks LMC is the stronger of the two. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. Let's listen to LMC. Uh-huh. If we're not impressed, we'll go with Traffic Man. Okay. We'll be the judge. Okay, fair enough. All right, cool. So we're going to hear LMC by uh, Rubber Rim. That was the song LMC by Rubber Rim off of uh, the release of the same name. Nate, what'd you think? You listed like their influences there, right? Yeah, Husker Du, Ar- Archers of Love. Yeah. This sounded like the ghost of good music haunted by yet another ghost. <laughs> like, actually, like, do you mean haunted in a literal sense, too, because of the vocals were very spooky? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. It sounded like a ghost within a ghost, like some strange Cronenberg collage of dead music that was put back together and uh, then copied and copied and copied again through a clone chamber until this came out. Okay. That's a hell of a take. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I didn't feel this at all. Yeah. I didn't hate it. it. It's like it didn't exist Right. I can scarcely even remember it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was described, self-described as washed out. The production on that was indeed washed out. It did uh, did have a haunting presence, um, but not the kind of haunting that evokes terror, but rather the kind of haunting that evokes a sort of 
uh, disinterested annoyance, like, ah, fuck. The lights yeah. are flicking on and off again. It's so fun. Oh, what's that? What's causing that? Oh, yeah, we have a ghost. It's, it's that fucking ghost again. We got a it turned ghost. off the washing machine and all the clothes went sour. God yeah. damn it. I hate that fucking I hate ghost. That fucking ghost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're going to haunt me, you better come a little bit more correct than that. Um, yeah, I didn't love this either. I think I loved what it was. I, I love what it's going for. You know what I mean? I think when that is executed really well, I mean, we, you can say that it's about a lot of type, a lot of music, and I say this often, when executed well, which I think is... I a, would say that you could say that for anything. It's a, when executed yeah, well, it right. sounds better. Right, right. <laughs> yes. But I, I guess what I mean specifically is um, this particular brand of sort of, uh, I don't even know what to, to call, I mean, post-hardcore, in a, more or less, is what this is. Um, you know... When it's done well, it's really, really in my lane. Um, but, but it's I, not forgiving. Yeah, it's not forgiving. It's not done well. You gotta fucking, you but gotta you know nail what? it. He recommended that song. Uh huh. Let's check out Traffic Man. Right. Maybe, maybe his uh, perception of his own music's way off. Right. Maybe right. we like Traffic Man better. All right. Cool. So uh, we're gonna listen to Traffic Man, and then we'll report back and and see if maybe we like that one a little bit more. Okay, so that was Traffic Man uh, by Rubber Rim. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speak first this time. I'm just gonna say I'm gonna say to what you guys uh, I'm gonna say to you guys exactly what I, I said to Nate while we were listening to it. I'm not gonna pull any punches here um, on that track specifically. Um, the vocals were frankly intolerable. Um, my dude, you sounded like Wesley Willis, but not in a good way. It did. That was. That was rough for me. That was really rough for me. I found that tough to, to get through. 
The music was not that bad. I was I was not offended by the music. It was fine. It didn't do much for me, but I thought that the vocals uh, genuinely derailed the entire effort in a way that I, I don't think there was any recovering from. Hmm. What about you, Nate? I wondered if tra- I would like Traffic Man better than LMC. Uh-huh. Nope. Yeah. So I, we, we don't have to say that much more about it because nope. we, already, we already talked about the band and what we did and didn't that's, like uh, about it. So That's a... Uh, Boy, I think about nightmares, and one of them is being trapped in a room and having to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, that's a that's that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare situation. You, yeah, I, I wouldn't go quite that that far, but if I would say, if I heard that voice disembodied from the music, that would be a nightmare situation. It's the it's the the ghost of the haunts rubber rim. It's the ghost of OB Studios. Yeah. Yeah, uh, actually, I was gonna say something about that too, because again, the production on this is not great. Um, and I saw, you know, recorded, mixed, and mastered by whatever person, Kevin, Kevin uh, Matt Novak at at Ob Studios. And I was a little bit offended by the fact that this was recorded, mixed, and mastered at. A, if this is indeed a proper studio, and not just Matt Novak saying that his mom's house is Ob Studios, this was indeed done in a studio. I'm a little bit offended if you paid for it because. I record albums by myself in my basement that sound much better than well, this. Well, so. you shouldn't be offended, but they should. Well, I'm offended. You didn't invest one penny. No, I didn't. You've invested six minutes. Well, six minutes of listening. Well, think about... But you'll never have to relive. But think about the pennies that I could have been making during that six minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a... Uh, I've got a... I'm, I'm editing someone's manuscript right now. Oh. So I could be... I could have been making that De Niro, baby, but instead I listened to Rubber Rim haunting me. Yeah. Um, so, sorry, Rubber Rim, but uh, as the children say, that ain't it, Chief. Uh, maybe next one will be better. Probably not, but maybe. And I do encourage you to try. Um, let's roll the dice and uh, see what we come up with next. God damn Damn, we're rolling hella eights tonight. No, we rolled ten already, too. A ten again! Another eight. I'm sorry. I need another. We, eight, we gotta switch. We gotta, we we gotta, gotta switch, switch dice. What's that? Four. Oh, we just rolled that too. This isn't. There's six. This isn't working anymore. Yeah, we gotta. We gotta switch it up. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. This is peace of mind. Um, this is something that was submitted to me very early on, and then was submitted to me again via the email. So I'm glad that we got around to it. Um, this is their most recent release. I think that these folks have been playing together for quite a few years now. Yeah, they've been together since 2015. Um, I think I may have even known somebody who was in this band at, w- at one point. I know at the very least they're in, in my general uh, extended social circle, but I've never, I've never listened to it. Um, right. It's just peaceofmindhc.com, uh, I think, actually will bring you to their band camp. Now oh, here's peace of mind hardcore. Yeah, peace of mind HC. Well, this is hardcore. Uh, the most recent release is unfulfilled. All right. Well, this is uh, I think buried. There's a bunch of pieces of minds. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So let me just type in the old URL. Okay. Peace yeah. of mind HC dot com dot at Bandcamp or whatever. No, it's just dot com. Because you can, like, I think on Bandcamp, you can, like, buy your domain or something. don't know or give a shit about how the fucking internet works. That is is a true thing about you. Um, 
the uh, the photos in this layout are by Eric Easterday, which is a, a dude I've known for quite a while. Pretty good photographer. He, well, that took me to alicehomecare.com. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Interesting. Alice Home Care, maybe they're down with the uh, they're down with the core. Um, this is a six a six song release. Um, so there are two there are two songs on here that have guest vocals by other vocalists. One of which is Scott Vogel of Terror and Buried Alive and Slugfest fame. Um, my question is this. Should we listen to a song that does not feature a guest vocalist? Because I think it's unfair to listen to a track with a potentially... Like, Scott Vogel, Scott Vogel is a strong vocalist. No, we need the here, there. As That's what I'm saying. Because no. you, you, be, you might lose me, and then I hear Scott Vogel come in, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's I, a- yeah, I don't, I, I don't want... No. Yeah. So we're going to judge you based only on the merits of your own songwriting. And uh, Eschaton has Matt Anderson. Right. So that leaves us with four tracks. Let's... You want to do Reach? That's like right in the middle of the, the Reach record. Reach has Scott Vogel on it. Oh, right? is that the one with Scott yeah. Vogel on it? Okay. So maybe Swallow. Swallow. All right. All right. Cool. So we're going to hear Swallow off of Unfulfilled by Peace of Mind. And then we'll uh, get back to you and let you know what we thought.
All right, that was Swallow by uh, Peace of Mind off of their most recent release, Unfulfilled. Nate, what'd you think? Uh, this is Spotify gym stuff that comes up on a mix that I don't love or don't hate. It just, I listen to it. I don't I don't go over to see who it is. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I go listen to Integrity. Right. You know, like, I just have a hard time, because I'm old. Mm-hmm giving a shit about new stuff that sounds like this Mm -hmm. because I didn't read like except for like the cream of the crop so to speak Mm. I didn't really give a shit about old stuff that sounded like this that much you know what I mean yeah like this is not like 80 I mean 90s metallic hardcore this Mm -hmm. is early 2000s you know that sort of stuff never really gave a shit about terror never gave a shit about hate breed Mm -hmm. never gave a shit about any of them yeah um, I was done with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's just uh jock jams for me. Fair enough. Um, I, I fucking loved this track a lot. Now again, full disclosure, I'm a dude with, uh, hate breed and, and terror tattoos. And that is very much, so that's very much the era where I got into stuff. I started going to shows in 2002, which is when Perseverance came out. Um, it was right when terror had, that started. Um, so when I first started really going to shows and seeing bigger bands, terror and Hatebreed and those bands were some of the first bands that I saw and are really important bands to me. Now that being said, um, except for the cream of the crop of those bands, even that, that era of bands, I'm not really into more straight ahead metallic hardcore stuff like this most of the time, probably nine out of 10 times. It doesn't, it doesn't generally offend my sensibilities, but it's, it just usually doesn't catch me because it has to be executed incredibly masterfully um, and, and hit really hard. But I think that this did. Um, I think that this was, uh, truthfully, I think, especially the vocals I think we actually had a lot of Dwid in them. Oh, th- I, I absolutely heard that, and that's why I mentioned integrity. Yeah. Like, th- I would be like, oh, because this would be in an integrity Spotify, right? You know, like radio. Yeah. And then I'd be like, oh, okay. And then I would just go to the next integrity song in the list. Right. And I, and I can see how if this isn't, if this really isn't your, if this wasn't your lane when you're younger. Caring about the newer stuff would probably be tough, and I get that for sure. Because again, even with this being a lot of the shit that I grew up. Um, around and being very popular when I was young, it's still hard for this stuff to catch me. But I thought that this was really, really fucking well done, and uh, I was really into it, actually. Um, I also am into any sort of lyricism that uh, actively wishes somebody else pain. Well, yeah, and so uh, maybe I'm reading a little bit too much here, but I'm picking up like a anti-religious vibe to the, to the lyrics. That could be, yeah. Talking about you live your life wishing on a wishing well, and mm-hmm. you're, a, you're a hypocrite and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I'm all for anything that does that. It's whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So here's, here's, I think this is probably, this sums up why I've never really listened to this stuff. Because mm-hmm. there's plenty of music that is like Venn diagrammed overlap with this shit that I'll listen to. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the bros. Right. I don't like bros, man. I don't yeah. want to be around them. Yeah, I get that. I don't like the attitude. I don't like sure. the bros. I, I never have. I, there's never been a time in my life where I've liked bros. Yeah. When I was in high school and I was a nerd and bros would bully me and beat me up, mm-hmm. hated them. Right. Right? I hated bros ever since I was a youngin. Yeah. And I don't like them today. Yeah. No, I feel very much the same. And I, I, I have a clear and vivid picture of either somebody who's in this band or who's some, somebody who's watching this band, which is a dude with a 
cut off shirt, but like the sleeves are cut down to like the waistline of the shirt. You know what I mean? Dude's wearing a fitted cap with something embroidered on it. He's got a lanyard on for right. some fucking reason. Right. Gym shorts, some Air Max 97s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I pit, he's, and he's right. muscle-bound. Or, like, an older dude who's got a bit of a paunch mm-hmm. and a fucking cropped beard right. and mustache with a hoodie on. Yeah. I very much know I very much know the exact type of person that you're talking about. And and traditionally speaking, actually, I think so. So I actually hated... Well, I didn't hate. I was ambivalent towards terror when they were first... When I was first coming up. And it was largely because I was, like, a studs and leather punk kid who also very much liked hardcore, and I loved integrity and shit like that. Um, so even though it made sense that I would like Terror sonically, it didn't catch for me because of the bro association. And when I was younger, it was much harder for me to separate music from the people who enjoyed that music. So just seeing the association with it, I was pretty repelled by it. But then when I finally saw Terror live, I was like, oh, fuck, this is like, this band is undeniably good live. Like, I think, I, have you ever seen Terror? Probably. I think if you saw Terror, I mean, there's a lot of bands that I like that I've seen live right. that I didn't go intending to see. Sure, and I'm sure that Terror was on a show that I've seen at some point. If you, I think that if you and I went to see Terror at this point and you watched their set, you would be even if it's not your thing, you would be impressed by it. They put on a really fucking good live show, and I was I was I, don't, I was pretty young when I saw them, but I was very much turned by it. Um, but I fully commiserate with being put off by the sort of broy vibes that accompany See, yeah, this Yeah, because of shit. I like I like weirdos and sure. I like weird things, and there's yeah. no room for being weird in bro hardcore. It, it's just weird though, because like to me, this was so evocative of integrity, and it's so close sonically to integrity. But again, it's it's one of those things where it's like, from an outside perspective, you you these two things are indiscernible, but there's just like there's something almost imperceptible that separates integrity who are a bunch of genuine fucking weirdos who play music very similar to this to this kind of stuff that veers into bro territory i feel like there ought to be like a set a special bro corral at integrity shows and shows like this uh-huh. you know what i mean where they have their own area like they a have child their own area, area. it's yeah. like a pit it's like you know it's maybe six feet deep with baffles at the top so they can't get out like it's one way in one way out and that's yeah. where the bros go and hang out like cattle uh-huh. and they there's footballs down there for them and there's like you know bro stuff that they like right. you know buffalo wings and stuff <laughs> and uh then there's like you know there's like chill places for the rest of us that just don't want to deal with bros uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty novel idea, actually. You know? I think it would help me enjoy stuff like this a lot more. Right, maybe it, then maybe at some point, like hot oil is drenched over the bro. Pit. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, I didn't know that was. It's, a, it's like a trap, you uh-huh. know. Yeah. Like like there's there's like a line of like f- like flat bills mm-hmm. and hoodies, the merch, and you, you go down. The bros are immediately drawn towards like the fucking bro merch. Okay. And they start going down the corridor, mm-hmm. right? And there's like there's like little. Like gates, like one-way gates they pass through to get to the next merch table. Uh-huh. And then they're just funneled into the bro pit. But they're pretty happy at first they're, because there's like buffalo wings. Right. And there's bro stuff down there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what else do bros are like? They're probably like uh, Call of Duty. Sure. Yeah. You know, they probably like World War II stuff, Greatest Generation bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's all sorts of like <laughs> World War II stuff and Call of Duty and <laughs> buffalo wings. Okay. And the bros are in their pit. You know, uh-huh. and then at some point, you know, Dwight is like, no, <laughs> we'll just hit him with the hot oil. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a very novel idea. I'll, I'll, I'll submit that to some people and have them take it into consideration. 
uh, I'm, I'm homies with Hector who does uh, Integrity's merch, so maybe I'll get that to him right. and see if he can propose that to Dwayne and see how he feels about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, honestly, I, I think I when we start when this started, I kind of expected I expected your reaction to it to be very, not hating it, but being pretty ambivalent to to it. And uh, I was really pleasantly surprised. Well, you were you were nodding your head. You were definitely getting down, and I was just kind of reading the lyrics and, and sitting still. Yeah. Waiting for the song to end. Yeah. No, I thought this was super, super hard. Uh, I was really psyched on it. I thought the riffs were really good. And even if this isn't your lane, I think you have to to admit that this was uh, it was masterfully done, right? Like these are dudes who clearly know what they're go- what oh, they're doing. Oh, it was well played like, for sure. I mean? I mean, I just don't give a shit. Sure, fair and enough. And the, like the picture of them too is your typical like like none of these guys I will say actually look like bros except for maybe the dude in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude next to him on and this is good radio, but the dude next to him, just to, just the guy in the middle, the dude to his uh, left, uh-huh. in the plain gray T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like uh, he just stopped in from you know, on his way to fucking coach his son's baseball <laughs> game. Yeah, kind of. Right, he's like, hey, okay, hey, let's get this promo shot done real quick. Yeah, right. But like none of them necessarily look like bros. So uh-huh. you know. I'm not saying that they should die in the oil pits at the next Integrity concert. Right, fair enough. Right? Uh-huh. But, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to say just looking at you guys, I kind of like you a, a little better. I'm sure I get along with you just fine. So yeah. if you do go to an Integrity show and there are a series of gates you need to pass through to get merch... Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's your typical like like bro hardcore shot where the camera angle's a little low to make them look taller and more imposing than they are. <laughs> and that really bugs me because yeah. as a tall, imposing person, uh-huh. there's no reason for little people to look bigger than they need to be. Right. Right. That's your that's your lane and they need to stay They out. need to stay in their fucking lane, <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Um, so put the camera up more chest height, eye level. Let's see what these guys really look like. Let's, let's get away from the towering bro building physique these photos seem to imply uh-huh. and uh just be chill dudes man okay fair and, enough uh don't don't head to the merch lanes to the right at the next integrity show there you go all right well peace of mind i fucked with you heavy nate didn't hate you and he wants to preserve your life so feel good about that um i think we got time to do at least one more so let's roll the d10 and see what we got three okay let's see two three okay cool so we uh we finally landed on gum farther apart so full disclosure i've already listened to this stuff because mm. these guys are playing uh my house with the uh, regional justice center in october um i like this stuff a lot um the uh the band camp is just gum g-u-m-m dot bandcamp dot com the release is farther apart um it was put out by the folks at Dog Years Records, who are doing a lot of stuff right now, um, a lot of cool shit. Um, I it's it's a pretty it's a pretty short release, four tracks. I like all the songs on here. Um, I'm I'm particularly partial to the opening track. I think it's a banger. It's a a pretty strong opener. But Nate, you can you can take your pick on what song you want to listen to. You like the first track? I, I like the first track a lot. I think the first track really sums up. Uh, sonically like where they're at all right well we'll uh we'll go with that because you like i said before you don't want to open with your worst right for sure all right cool so we're going to listen to summit by the band gum off of their uh, most recent release farther apart and then we will get back to you momentarily
That was uh, the song Summit by Gum off of their most recent 7-inch Farther Apart. Nate, I've, I've actually been quite interested to hear what you would think about this. I like that a lot. Yeah, same. It uh, incorporates a lot of shit that I like. It is <clears throat> positive without being dumb. Mm-hmm. And it's about like relevant things that people should be fucking paying attention to and being angry about. Yeah. You know? For sure. And uh, I don't know. Like, to me... That's pretty important. Yeah. I mean, despite despite uh, my general tenor, mm-hmm. like I do actually give a shit about a lot of stuff. Right. And if and if I fucking listed it all, I'd probably break down and fucking you know have to disappear into a dark room for a few days. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I laugh at a lot of things. Sure. And I make fun of a lot of things, and uh, I uh, I have to laugh at it to keep from like blowing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the the the, the top the, the topic of the song was uh, like I said, up it was positive without being dumb, you know. Yeah, a lot of that PMA stuff I think is really fucking dumb. Yeah, right. Because there's plenty of reasons why you should have a fucking NMA. Right. Right. Yes. Um, but uh, musically, it incorporated a lot of shit that I like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I heard I heard like, you know, stuff from like, you know mid 80s dc stuff Mm -hmm. in there which i I like i like a lot of that stuff yeah and uh it was uh it was paced well i didn't get bored with the song i like that that main riff it sounded really good i like that a lot i will definitely buy that yeah when they come through for sure yeah i'm stoked that you like that stuff because i i i thought that that could go that could go either way uh with you um, but I was erring on the side of you probably being into it. I like that stuff a fucking lot. I have listened to the uh, the 7-inch um, quite a lot, actually, in the last couple months. Um, somebody put me onto it, maybe via the Axe to Grind Facebook group or something. Um, and I was really fucking psyched on it. Um, yeah, there's definitely that sort of mid-80s DC uh, Revolution Summer vibe in there. Um, yeah. But it's more but there's more straight ahead hardcore to yeah it. it's definitely more hardcore in form but they right. incorporate some of that stuff in there yeah that, it almost sounds in some weird way like celebratory sure exactly yeah which is again a, a really fine line to, to to walk there because that can veer into the uh the realm of incredibly corny very easily and this doesn't do that which i applaud you guys for executing and and Something that I don't think gets talked about enough either is that there is a massive amount of room for like songwriting in hardcore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, not not even just in hardcore. That's more on a progressive tip, like the Revolution Summer Era shit. But even I think if you listen to even we talk about this band a lot because I think they're they're both of our favorite hardcore band, Negative Approach. 
the songwriting on those negative approach songs is like good fucking songwriting. Yeah. Like the structure is tight. Like they not the parts are fucking catchy and well written. Right. Like everything is structurally sound. Those dudes knew what it what it meant to to write a good song. Or like obviously a classic example is, is Bad Brains, who are some of the most sure. preeminent songwriters in in the genre. Right. Sure. Um, and I think a lot of people don't, especially maybe younger bands, don't realize that like there's a way to still write to to formula and exist within the general sort of scope of hardcore music and 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 arrive at something more or less sonically simple while still creating like watertight song structures that are engaging and catchy and work very well and and i'm sure that there's bands out there but you know i can only pay attention to so much Mm -hmm. that last band right yeah well played the zoos can play their instrument it's not my thing peace of mind yeah yeah Right, not my thing. Don't like bros. Don't right. like don't like jock jams. Mm-hmm. Right, um, but I can I could. That sounds. There are loads of bands that sound exactly like that band. Right, you know what I mean. Sure. This band, I can hear influences and I can hear bands that they're drawing from. Right, but I can't tell you a band that sounds exactly like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, actually, I think so. I think Dog Years, the label that's putting this out, they are doing a really good job of finding a lot of bands like that. Um, not everything they put out is right in my lane, but everything that I've heard from them recently is, at the very least, uh, doing its own thing and striving to be its own thing and not trying to fall into a particular sort of pre uh predetermined subset of hardcore and 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 i really really applaud anybody who exists within this world who has uh the technical proficiency and just the aspirations to try to do something a little bit more than you know the base sort of entry level uh approach because there's a lot more that you can do with the uh with the genre that i think people just don't take that plunge and try because they're either scared to or they think it's gonna ring as false or whatever the fuck but yeah man i'm really psyched on this gum release i'm super psyched uh i'm super psyched for the show that they're playing with rjc i think they're gonna i've i've seen um a few live clips of them and they sound really fucking good um i love the main riff of that song too because like it's on one hand it sounds like it could be very like mid 80s dc but also like it could come straight out of like an early 90s like i mean it could easily be in a swerve driver song or some shit too Mm. you know what i mean like it's there's like there are very few bands who do it well but when a band manages to be 80 percent hardcore but incorporate some like subtle alt-rock leanings and it works that is like a really winning formula for me for sure yeah for sure um, so yeah, I'm glad we got around to gum. I'm glad you fucked with it. Uh, I definitely suggest anybody who is into that track, you will like the whole release. Uh, all the tracks fucking bang. Definitely pick that up. Support gum, support, uh, dog years records. They're doing really fucking cool things. Um, so let's see. Um, let's do, let's do one more. We got time for one more. What is this five now? Yeah, I think so. Um, but we got time. We got, right. we're, we're, uh, you know, looking at the clock right now. We're like an hour. So we got, you know, we got fifth time for 15 minutes. Okay. Five. Okay, let's see what that is. What is this? Okay, so this is Brain Cave. Um, this band was, I think this band shares members with that Rubber Rim band. Hmm. 
um, which doesn't necessarily bode well for us liking it, but it could be very different. Um, let's see, this dude said, the same guy who submitted both, um, yeah, he described it as, they, he said they get described as noise rock, post-hardcore, or some shit. Well, here on their band camp it says, confused rock with a question mark. Okay. We just jokingly, yeah, well here, he says it here, we just jokingly call ourselves confused rock. Uh, this is a promo for a, an LP that they'll be recording soon, evidently. Okay. Um, so, uh, so what what track do we want to hear off of this? Which uh, what do we got? I'm because I'm not. There's several. There's several releases here. So uh, the most recent one is uh, the one that came out in April. Assigned okay. seat. Assigned seat and move the st- move the stakel. Yeah. I don't know what a stakel is. I don't know what a stakel and or a stockel is. I got a pretty good vocab, but I'm not sure. Yeah, what yeah, one yeah, of those yeah I'm, I'm I'm fairly well read. I'm a, I'm a professional writer, and I don't know what a stockel or a stakel is. I'm actually gonna look it up because I bet. Well, let's get to the song, and then we'll look it up. Okay, fair so, enough. Which one do we want? Um, assigned seat is two minutes forty three. Let's yeah, let's just uh, let's just hit it with the opening track. Okay. All right, cool. So we're gonna listen to assigned seat by uh, Brain Cave, and then we will holler back at you in a sec.
right. That was the song Assigned Seat by the band Brain Cave. Nate, kick it off. It sounds like a bunch of things I like jammed into something I don't like. Yeah, I felt exactly the same. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely better than Rubber Rim. It was, yeah. Rubber Rim sounded like a, a special room in hell if I was being particularly <laughs> mischievous that day. Right? Uh-huh. Um, that sounded like the alt band playing at in the background of like a movie about a high school reunion. Mm. Okay. That's very specific, but I, I, I can hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of hear it. Yeah. Whatever. It was like, you know, one of the dudes in the movie was in it, was in a band called brain cave when he was, uh, you know, 18 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And they're doing as grown men. Now they're coming back and trying to just play the high school reunion and, and play those old tracks. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're grown men. So gone are the squeaky voices and the, the, uh, the wiry stripling frames and inner the paunches and the graying hairs and the fucking blown out smoky voices and you know the the uh the low t depression of middle age is in full bloom okay and uh it's just kind of playing in the background where everybody's kind of like disillusioned uh-huh. as they're at the high school reunion because brain cave isn't nearly as important when played by 40 year old men yeah as it uh was when it was played by 18 year olds okay well that's a much more poetic way of putting it than i was planning on yeah. but uh but all of that i think rings true um i feel a little bit bad like i was i, I don't think these guys are 40 by the way no i don't think they're 40 either um i feel a little bit bad just because it's this is the first time that we've um We've ripped into a person's to to two bands by the same person in the same episode, but I guess that's what you get for double submitting, you know. I guess that's the it's the risk you take. It is. I mean, every time you cross the road, you might get hit by a car. That's right. That um, is right. You know, but I, that being said, yeah. Who's the guy that emailed you? Uh, Michael Bellis. So Michael Bellis is in uh, two active bands. Yeah. Seems like you're a bit of a hub for mm-hmm. whatever music scene you're in. Yeah good for you sure right i'm not shitting on you yeah yeah no not uh, at all i did not at all like rubber rim at all right would not tolerate that if i didn't have to listen to it for this <laughs> podcast uh-huh. um that yeah i'd tolerate it because uh i could push it in the background yeah and forget about it yeah yeah you know this was this was yeah i so I, i'll say i actively disliked rubber rim um, this I felt uh, much more ambivalent to, you know, um, I still didn't like it. I, I will say this, um, both instances, like both bands, the influences are really clear and the influences for both bands are things that I really like. So if nothing else, Michael, uh, if you and I ever got the chance to have a conversation, I'm sure we'd have a lot to talk about because you clearly like cool stuff. Yeah. Um, the execution is not is not really doing it for me. Um, this I also saw. This was also produced by Matt Matt Novak at Ob Studios. The production did sound a little bit better than the Rubber Rim. Stuff. It seems like they're definitely going for a certain thing with Rubber Rim, but yeah, um, makes you wonder why. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe stop going for that thing. 
um, and go more for the brain cave thing in terms of production because that is working better. It's still not, it's not, the production didn't blow me away, but it's, it's not bad. Um, I, I kind of, I wonder if the same person did the art for the rubber rim. It, it doesn't actually say on here. I don't know. Um, because both of them are kind of like collage pieces. Yeah. And I like the art for both of these better than I like either of the releases. Like, I yeah. think the art's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, um, sorry to shit on you, Michael. It's nothing personal. Um, at least we liked Brain Cave more than we liked Rubber Rim. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, it, it kind of sounded like the band, like we're going to see helmet and this is the local band that's opening for helmet. You know what I mean? Yep. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, and it's like, okay, cool. I heard a song. I get it. I'm going to go outside and wait until helmet plays. Yeah. Yeah. I guess a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it like, no, it, I hear you. There's like a certain, like, there's a certain influence in there. Well, I mean, what, you know, of certain bands that are hard to pin down. Right, like touch and go and yep. fucking AMRAP bands yep, in yep, that yep. world, yeah. And and uh, you know when you put when you put all those influences together and you come out with uh, Brain Cave, well, I like Coca Cola, mm-hmm. I like jalapeno peppers, mm-hmm. I like stinky cheese, mm-hmm. and uh, I like shrimp. <laughs> Make me a soup with all four of those things, and I'm not eating it. <laughs> There you go. I think that's as strong a way as any to uh, to wrap this episode up. Um, I think this was a good one, though. There was some stuff that there was a, there were a couple things we didn't necessarily fully agree on. There was some stuff we really liked. There was some stuff we really didn't like. Um, this was a fun one for me because it ran the gamut. I like I like an episode of of uh, filled with diversity, and I like it even more when there are things on here that we both genuinely really fuck with. Um, so keep the keep the submissions coming. Um, we really like fucking doing this show. It's a lot of fun. Thanks to everybody for continuing to support. The show's been up for like two weeks, and uh, a lot of you guys have listened to it, which has been pretty pretty shocking, but really cool. So keep submitting stuff. Um, if you want to send stuff to me, the most surefire way to actually get it featured is sending it to our email, which is demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. So that's just demo, D-E-M-O, uh, listen, L-I-S-T-E-N, podcast, spelled like podcast, spelled at gmail.com. And if you send it there, it's at least guaranteed to get in the queue, whether or not we get around to it. You know, it's anybody's guess, but we'll certainly do our best. Um, So anyway, thank you guys for listening. Um, We will holler at you again next week. And, uh, you know, in the meantime, go find some new hardcore bands. Don't uh, don't rely on us. You're uh, grown fucking people. Go on Spotify, find something. Don't be lazy. Peace out.